You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Greetings, Sire. Good morning, Josiah. How are you doing? I'm feeling much better. Yeah, same. We were both down for the count there for a little while. Yeah. Down with the sickness. (laughs) That's what they say. uh, uh, uh. (laughs) It's a disturbed reference. Not like I am... Describing oh, myself as no, disturbed, like the to... old musical group. Yeah. Anyone remember that? <clears throat> yeah. I don't think I got myself in trouble by mentioning the diet. That was a song that was really popular when I was in high yeah. school. It was in the cultural ether. Yeah. It was out there. People yeah. were aware of that. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's just that when we have to describe, oh, this band disturbed. This, <laughs> they were a musical group. It feels very academic. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, children. Uh, Let me tell you about the before time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Let's go yeah. with you. Uh, well, feeling better every day. Yeah. Which which is That's just good. great. It is. I've still got these like tiny hanging on little symptoms. I'm done with it. I'm <laughs> kind of fed up. So in the process, because there's no, you don't take medication for the flu. You just get right. it and you're like, good luck, son. Yep. Bye. <laughs> um, so I was just taking stuff, like over the counter stuff, simple stuff. Yeah. Just to kind of feel better. And so amongst these things were vitamins, any number of vitamins, mm. two vitamins, actually. Two. Um, <laughs> not just any Not number. just any. Two of but them. But actually just two. C, got a good old vitamin C and D3. Don't know why. That's what they said. Tell me, again, oh. there's an issue though, right? It's, oh. that, it's that vitamin C. It is a horse pill of chalk. <laughs> It's so hard to swallow. And I typically am excellent at this, right? I'm like, psh, the pills are gone. Put the pill down, Yeah, I man. can swallow pills that like a man. Really I don't need a drink. I know it sounds like I have like a, a pill addiction. Not the case. Just want to clarify. But I don't have problems with this. I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, so, oh no. And then I don't have like, a water. I need to, yeah, I can't do it. I can do this. I can do this. I'll take pills over syrups. Ugh, get, get out of here, syrups. <laughs> What else? What else is there? What other methods? Um, you can't self-administer an injection under most circumstances. No, no, it really is down to basically syrups. Get the syrup pills. out of here! Don't yeah. it does. It tastes horrid. Pills, though, <laughs> it's great, especially when they have like a coating. Let me tell you this: no one asks. Um, <laughs> Tylenol has like a cold and flu, like a sinus and flu, or some sort of flu stuff is written on it. It seems very serious. Yeah. The coating on those pills, it's worth writing home about. <laughs> It's excellent. <laughs> All over there's like, are you sure you don't have a pill problem? <laughs> so, no one's um, ever talked to me about the coating on yeah. your pill. Well, some are like foul. I mean, they taste like battery acid. And some are like, wow, they've made this cherry. You know what I mean? Like, how considerate. It's very kind. Um, but man, that vitamin C could use some work. It could. They could send that back to R&D because... <laughs> It is. It's tough to swallow. <laughs> Gotta literally. Yes. That spells tough to like, swallow. I felt like vitamin C, right? That's what everyone says. Just chug some orange juice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna just get C from every direction, and um, <laughs> the pill is not. It's so pretty great. tough. So I'm hoping it was worth it. It's like I had to take chloroquine tablets. I can't exactly remember what they were called, but wow. when I went to Haiti back in 2009, hmm. you had to take some sort of tablet, and oh, it was the most. Kid. It's like for malaria, right? Yeah, it was something like that. But the flavor was. Oh, Oh my goodness. Ooh. Imagine the taste of nuclear holocaust. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it tasted like. <laughs> so That's horrific. we would bury it in peanut butter. Yeah. Like just absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's hard to swallow. Yeah. Peanut, a gob of peanut butter under yeah. any circumstance. Oh yeah. But way better than tasting the tablet because yeah. it was. Well, how about this though? I'm sure 
there's a reason not to do this. Chocolate fountain. How about you chocolate fountain that? Chocolate fountain? Yeah. You know a chocolate fountain? You know like fondue, but it's not cheese, it's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, you coat it, you coat it, you coat the pill. It's a pill, right? It's a tablet. Yeah. You coat that in chocolate, right? Let it cool a little bit so it's not slimy or, you know, like warm because then you have a smooth coating and that'll go down smoothly. I have never yeah. heard of this method. peanut butter would be tough, I feel like. I'm it, really, you're gag. familiar, your I'm, familiarity with <laughs> pill taking. <laughs> it's all spontaneous. Listen, <laughs> it's all off the cuff. It's <laughs> a to problem solve over here. Pills are prone to abuse. <laughs> Just like certain oh. verses of scripture. How true. <laughs> oh, no, no, there are. There are some verses of scripture that are particularly prone to abuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. <laughs> I've grown up in it, in the thick of it. I know it. Yeah. It also, like, I feel like in my general experience, if a verse can be manipulated, it is already in the bullet farm, being pressed into 50 caliber shells of self-righteous <laughs> indignation. You know it's true. I'm not actually sure if that's how bullets work, but I have seen Mad Max, and they say the words bullet farm. But if it can be, it's, that's, um, it's already happening. Yeah, that's a great image. I'm going to have to Thank you. probably steal that at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. And if someone in particular is listening and thinking, well, what's an example of that, just in case? Oh, Perhaps you've not experienced that. Up. Because, you know, there's the ever-quotable, judge not lest ye be judged. Yeah, definitely you know, which say, is don't touch me. Yeah, that is. It's really, it's, just, it's used to excuse, you know. It's like everything. Yes. It's like hopping into, like, a bionic suit of armor. People just, like... <laughs> Do that. Like, you can't do anything. It's like, I don't think that verse is saying what you think it's saying. Yeah. A little like, mm. you know, yeah. moment, you know? As you clean up the crime scene, judge not, officer. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, friends. <laughs> oh, yes, that's exactly right. And I heard one a while back that is perhaps not so frequently misused. Mm. Like, the volume of misuse is not great. Right. But when it is. <laughs> Ooh, doggy, let me tell you what. Yeah. So someone came to me recently and said that a friend of theirs had used this verse to try and prove the point that real Christians Ooh. should not have pastors or teachers or anything of that sort. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is layered. What is about to happen? Oh. Well, here's the verse this person used and has been used to try and make this point across a span of of mm. the centuries. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 1 John 2.27, which reads, But the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Now, mm. if you're just reading that verse by itself, it does actually, perhaps on the surface, seem to make the point that, yes, Christians don't actually need anyone hmm. to teach them. We need no intermediary in the process of learning about God because the anointing of Christ, Holy Spirit, simply teaches us all we need to know. So is that what John is actually <laughs> saying? Is it? Oh, good gracious, no! Yeah, um, the wildly no. ironic thing is that this interpretation so resoundingly disproves the very argument they're trying to make. Yes, it um, does. <laughs> it's because you have not been shepherded in this way, I would assume, about this need that you end up saying, I need none. 
it's it is a self-defeating interpretation but also i don't know what to say to this person because like i see where you would come across like if you just take that in isolation you're like well what else does that mean i'm like well it has to mean something else yes. can we just take a minute <laughs> can we come not just reason together <laughs> exactly and consider yes yes well you made a great point that we will actually touch again upon later but as always we must remember the magic word of biblical interpretation mm. and that magical word is context oh my favorite word <laughs> that ends in xt <laughs> That's a great one. I like it a, a lot. Very specific subset of words. It that is, end but it's in... at the top. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So in the verse immediately preceding this one, John says, "I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you." So in this whole section, you got this whole paragraph before the aforementioned verse. John has been dealing with the Antichrists. Oh, yes. If you remember from a previous episode, he's talking about the people who were coming into the church and denying that Jesus had come in the flesh, that he was the true son of God. And then they were saying that the church needed to be taught new secret knowledge. Ooh, fun. Oh, God. Like, oh, you, you know, you heard the gospel, but we are truly enlightened. We have attained to the mm. deep secrets. We've got the unabridged version. We do, yes. And uh, the apostles could not teach this to you, so no, we no, will. No. We will. So what John is actually saying here is, that's a load of malarkey. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't need anyone to teach you new secret Gnostic knowledge. You've already heard the truth. You've heard the gospel. So measure the words you hear by that. He's directly refuting their claims that they need to be taught that. Mm. That's what he's dealing with. This is also just like the thickest irony I've heard all year. <laughs> It, the more I'm thinking about this, isn't it just like a little bit fishy that you're taking this from a person of spiritual authority like John? Isn't and, it? And you're like, hey, the spiritual teacher says I need no teacher. <laughs> so I, so at that point you're saying I shall abide by this teaching and reject all teaching. <laughs> that should give you pause. That should perhaps yes. maybe this is this is addressing a specific need. Like you just said, there has to be a purpose for yes. this in mind. And <sighs> yes, exactly, exactly. So John is not saying that we don't need teachers in general. He's writing specifically about deceivers, specifically antichrists, who come in and say, your Bibles don't teach you about the real Jesus, let mm. us show you true Ooh, knowledge. That is straight up Emperor Palpatine. Yes, right, like, yes, not from an apostle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and we don't need anyone to teach us that kind of nonsense. Like, God is not shrouded himself in Gnostic mystery. Right. Like, he's made what he wants known about himself known. And as you have now observed several times, very poignantly, if Christians didn't need to be taught literally anything because the anointing teaches us literally everything directly mm. without a mediator or teacher or pastor, right. why in the world did John even write this letter? <laughs> why does it exist? Why is this in? Why Why do we have any a Bible? Why any do we have anything? Right? It's like, I mean, let's just take this letter. This letter is five deep chapters of Christian <laughs> teaching. And that means that as you pointed out, John is refuting his own point. Yeah. If his point is that real Christians don't need any teachers, whatever. And besides that, elsewhere in scripture, like in Ephesians 4, for instance, the scripture is very clear that God himself gave the shepherds, pastors, and <laughs> teachers, like those are the exact words yeah. it uses, and he gave them to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's Ephesians 4, 12 through 13. And like even in that passage, he says, there's a point 
that we're striving for to attain to the unity of that knowledge, hmm. like implying, oh, no, you haven't, you haven't gotten there yet. Right. And you're not going to get there yeah. without help from the, the shepherds, pastors, and teachers that God has given to the church. Or you have other places where Paul says things to Timothy, like what you have heard from me. The teaching, or you've heard from me, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> it's, what? It's just rife with teaching. It is full of it. Teaching everywhere. Jesus teaching. <laughs> Jesus teaching teachers. <laughs> There's so much of it, Josiah. <laughs> There's teaching everywhere. All of that goes, I mean, so plainly against this whole idea. And... What is, I don't know, perhaps a little bit, it's frustrating to me on a pastoral level. (laughs) There are whole groups and movements that are built around this idea. They're not huge, but... Groups of people who can not share their insights with one another. Basically, yeah. Well, that's so frustrating. Or the way they present it, they have to get around this. Because (laughs) there are certain groups that are like the Quakers, for instance. George Fox, who was Mm. more or less the founder of that movement, talked a lot about the inner light. Which, again, that's like, that's really Gnostic terminology. Yeah, so much Um, for what about the inner oats? Yeah. I like those. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like their gatherings, there is no teaching. That is infuriating. You just get together. You just literally, get to- you get together in a room. You sit quietly. <clears throat> wow. And then that's not so bad. I get. I, I'm actually not 100 percent how they get around this. But like, if someone feels led to say something, they'll say something. But <laughs> brothers, whole- I've been thinking about. How about you? <laughs> You've been thinking about this. I've just been thinking. Thought I'd share what I was thinking about, not in an instructive way. <laughs> yeah, no, because you don't need anyone to mm, teach you. No. Don't dare. How dare I imply that? that. Qu- I do picture them eating oatmeal. Yeah. Just <laughs> quietly in a room. You just hear the gross mouth sounds of oatmeal. Spiritual oatmeal, you know? But yeah, and then of course it becomes this protective system that keeps you from actually being able to reason with people who hold this view because they're like, well, you, I, you can't teach me. Yeah. You can't do that. Mm. And it becomes this sort of weird defense mechanism for getting around. Exactly. Having anything like that. And it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of a little bit like... Um, it's a default way of never being corrected. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's not an exact parallel, but it reminds me of a quip Chesterton made about arguing with people who, you know, <laughs> think on a different wavelength than perhaps others. But he's like, basically, there's really no point in arguing with someone who thinks they're the deposed king of England. Mm. Because if you try to say to them, that's crazy. Of course, you're not the deposed king of England. They'll just look at you and say, well, that's exactly what a conspirator would say. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. So you just end up in this weird mess of things. And what scripture actually makes clear is that there's really no scenario where we magically get away from needing pastors and teachers in the Christian life. For sure. I would actually be willing to argue it's one of the ways that God deepens our dependence upon him and upon one another yeah. to remind us you can't do the Christian life as a solo mm. venture. And that is not to say that the Holy Spirit isn't our teacher. Because Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Yes. And he does indeed guide us into all truth. But the way he really does that is precisely through teachers and pastors and shepherds who rightly divide the word of God. Like that's how he does that. And he does help us discern when one of these antichrists, for example, comes around and trying to say like, oh yeah, no, Jesus didn't really come in the flesh or wasn't really the divine son of God and say like, no. The classic heresy. Yes. Like we know better than that. So anyway, there's just a little apologetic for you, you know, a little help in just reminding us again that when you come across some of these seemingly strange sounding verses in scripture, you should probably pause and ask, what's 
going on here Mm. because there's probably more than might initially meet the eye. Exactly. Or if you, you know, happen to know anyone or hear anyone who holds to this view, you'd be (laughs) like, well, I mean, you can try. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I need no teacher. How dare you presume? So, uh, hey, thank you as always for listening. You're, uh, you're (laughs) obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't, don't, don't ascribe to this. Mm. And if you found it helpful in any way, and you want to leave us an honest five-star review in Mm. that Apple podcasting platform. That'd be just solid. You know, or, you know, constructive feedback in a review. You sure. Know, we'll, you could. We will be instructed. I'll tell you this, though. And really just, whatever. You can do what you want. <laughs> don't, you don't have to take this too seriously. But it's possible that if you have constructive feedback, you could just email it. Oh, yeah. To podcast. To at podcast. Rise 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 yeah, you just let us know. You'd be like, hey, man, Josiah laughs too much. <laughs> Calm it down with the laughing. The bandit. Oh. It's too much. It's too much. You, you well, can tell us that. No hard feelings. You, you can't tell us that. We will read it too. Yeah. Yeah. Read it right in that, right mm. in that inbox. Yeah. If you send it, we shall read. We, we will. We Thank will. You. Yeah. And if you also want to interact with us in any other way, you can do it. Social media yeah. or questions to that same email address and that'll be just dandy. Yeah. The thanks as always for listening and we will catch you next time. Mm.